Welcome to New Teacher Talk. My name is Kylan Sersel and I'm a seventh grade math teacher. And I'm Erin Hockstetter. I am an eighth grade science teacher. Today we're going to be talking about differentiation. We've got seven tips for you as a new teacher. So let's get started. We're going to start with differentiation comes with time. As a first year teacher, you have to be really gentle on yourself because there are so many things that you are trying to understand and learn while also doing the thing you're trying to learn how to do. Yeah, I'm actually going to say something a little controversial. My first year when I was evaluated, my evaluator said something to me about how I didn't Mm -hmm. differentiate enough. Mm -hmm. And I was really hard on myself about that. And looking back, Probably not good feedback at that point in your career. It's really not because it's something that really does take time to... Understand. Yeah, it's a skill that you have to grow over time. So So tip one is just to be easy on yourself this first year. It's not going to come naturally as far as like every lesson. I would start with one Mm -hmm. goal for every lesson arc. One thing that you're going to do to differentiate. Every whatever, right. Yes. So that would be tip number one. Being a new teacher, this next tip, which is understanding your students' needs, is one of the easiest ways to implement differentiation. This is looking at your students' IEPs, 504 plans, preferential learning, Mm -hmm. strengths and weaknesses of your students, what languages students learn in, and just understanding the diversity in your classroom is going to be your first step to differentiation. I think it comes pretty naturally to a first-year teacher because you're excited. Like, you're excited to know your students. Yeah. So you just naturally are going to be learning more about them, and then you'll just be able to put those things into your lesson because you understand your students. Also realize that you're still building your toolbox Mm -hmm. to help these diverse learners. Utilize the teachers that specialize in these different types of learning. Utilize your special education teachers, your EL teachers. Mm -hmm. If you have any assistance in the classroom. Utilize all these people that specialize in the facilitation of differentiation. Tip number three is something you probably learned in your undergrad, and that's the difference between modifications and accommodations. So when you differentiate, you have to understand when I'm looking at my curriculum, some things I need to modify completely, which means you're actually changing the learning target for the students to meet their needs. Whereas accommodating is going to be something that is a simpler change. For example, like a calculator, graphic organizer, underlining, just making small changes where and the learning target doesn't change. One of my favorite accommodations, especially for a new teacher, is annotating worksheets to Mm -hmm. either underline important directions, simplify wording, rewording. That's a really easy way, again, as a new teacher to implement differentiation quickly and really basic. Like you're covering all bases when you do something simple like that. My cooperating teacher when I was student teaching had this a really good method of doing this because you don't want it to make it so obvious where you have like different colored worksheets but like some kids. So what she did in every title is if the title was like types of natural selection she'd put a little asterisk and that would be the the modified one. Kids really don't notice. If you don't draw attention to it, they don't notice. So that's way to change it quickly. In the digital age, too, when I'm assigning Mm -hmm. assignments on Google Classroom or in Schoology, Mm -hmm. I like to add emojis Mm -hmm. to different assignments. And usually the kids that have, like, a special one have an emoji. And it's usually something positive, too. And so they just see it as, like, oh, she's, like, really happy to share this with me. That's a good time. 
Tip four is utilize your support systems. When you are lesson planning, work with your colleagues, see what they have done in the past to meet their kids where they're at. Look at each other's notes, share anecdotal information. Most veteran teachers, if not all, will have already modified assignments, assessments. And then when you're in your first year and you're lesson planning and you're making notes for next year, you can write down, Hacksetter had a really good worksheet to mm-hmm. include here or a good idea. So it's not something that like you did, but it's something that you are in your like next year. When you open back up your plan book, you've got a note next to it that you can try to do for next year. I also want to add in that sometimes when you are modifying or sharing these assignments, Almost all students can benefit from some of these modifications. Yeah, that's true. And so when you're looking through what each other has, you might notice that somebody has just completely modified a worksheet for all of their students. Yeah. And you can utilize that as Especially well. Especially graphic organizers. Yeah. Tip five is the use of formative assessment. So formative assessment are assessments that you do throughout your unit that are not heavily weighted and it's information for students to know, okay, where am I at in my learning? And it's information for you as a teacher to know where are my students at in their learning. So if you're doing a quick one question quiz or a three question quiz, and that helps to inform your instruction, not only does it inform your instruction, it informs your opportunities for differentiation. This group of five needs a small group. This group of 10 needs an extension. And this group of 12 need to keep practicing where they're at. And that's where you can kind of have a a vision to see where are the different roads that kids need to be taking from that point, from that assessment. And I want to remind you, this is not an easy task to do, especially your first year teaching. So there are different online resources or ways that you can organize this to make it a little bit more simple for yourself. If you are talented in making spreadsheets, I used spreadsheets my first couple years. I also taught at a school that had a database that we paid for called Mm -hmm. Mastery Connect, and Mm -hmm. I was able to scan in their formative assessments every single day, and it tracked their progress on each of their standards. I'm sure that was really expensive, and so not everybody has accessibility to that resource. But even just tracking in your online grade book or color coding and being able to see really quickly. 321 or something. Yeah, 321. Yeah. And look at those trends for certain individual kids, and you can really quickly pinpoint who might need a little extra attention or reteaching, and then what kids might need extensions as well. Yeah. By the way, you do not need to extend your first year. I was just (laughs) going to say that. I was just going to say, like, I say focus on the reteaching, the remediation kids first. So if in your first year, like, they can't solve a proportion, I'm going to grab those six kids to solve a proportion. And those other kids, it's okay in your first year to say, do all their homework from our class. Or, or partner them up yeah. with someone else and yeah. have them teach them. Because if you have like different levels mm-hmm. that need small group attention, you can pull some of those kids mm-hmm. that have mastered the concept already and put them at a near mastery student. Yeah. Yes, I would agree that in the first year, the extension is not going to be your priority no. for sure. And that's okay. Yeah. All right, tip six is using your online resources. I want to piggyback off of what we were just talking about with that Mastery Connect program. You don't need to have something fancy like that. You can use sources to engage students, like there's different gamifying technologies. There are different presentation technologies too, like Nearpod, mm-hmm. Pear Deck, mm-hmm. and other platforms. And then you can gamify as well using quizzes, Look at Kahoot. Look at Gimkit, Kahoot. Yeah. Yes. 
I would say too, it can just be simple. It could be like reading a current event. Like there's current events for science and for math. Newzella also differentiates yeah. learning By styles Lexile. and Lexile reading yeah. levels. And it also differentiates the formative assessment at the end of those. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, like, that's the kind of thing where it's like, okay, I know Nuzella does this. CK-12 does it as well. In my curriculum, I think that there were things that were already written in there. Like, they'd have a a science article that that was written at, like, three different levels. Mm -hmm. So some of it's already done for you. So just use those online resources to get kids where they're at. Tip number seven is just to use your kids' interests to guide ideas to engage them further. Like we said in the beginning, you need to know your students. And if you're trying to extend them, if you are trying to push yourself to extend their learning, use what they're interested in. Try to get them to make those connections. And you can do this with your reluctant learners, too. I had a student last year who really could not connect to physics didn't really care about how things move. And then I find out all of a sudden this kid loves NASCAR. Hmm, why doesn't he like things that move when he loves NASCAR? (laughs) So here I am, I'm Googling it. How heavy are NASCARs? How fast do they go? What capacity do their engines have? And all of a sudden the next day, I'm talking about Newton's laws of motion and NASCAR cars, talking about a heavy car versus a light car. And this kid, his face lit up. He was participating in class and talking about his knowledge with NASCAR and he learned Newton's second law of motion. There you go. Differentiation. So in conclusion, to go back through the tips, we wanted you to start with that differentiating comes over time. Really understand your students' needs. Look at the differences between modifications and accommodations you can make. Take notes with your lesson plans about what other colleagues are doing. Use formative assessment. Utilize those online resources and use your kids' interests to get them engaged. We know that over time it will come. Be patient with yourself. Thanks for listening. I hope you become a regular follower of the podcast channel. And remember, as a new teacher, we are here to help you.